Welcome to the Thriller Fiction Podcast. And now, here's your host, Jim Heskett. Lane Parrish stood in the doorway of the Firehouse Restaurant in South Fork. He shook snow from the shoulders of his jacket and then passed a hand over his head to smooth the moisture out of his cropped blonde hair. A shudder rattled through him as snow trickled down the back of his shirt. He didn't normally allow the cold to bother him, but this winter at 8,000 feet in southwest Colorado had been harsher than any he could recall. Were it not for the abundance of cushy powder at nearby Wolf Creek Ski Area, he might have remained closer to Denver and his daughter this week. But since his getaway days were few and far between, he had to take his opportunities when he could. Cameron wasn't old enough to learn to ski yet. Next winter, though, he'd have that little one on skis working the french fries and pizza. A server marched up to him, a slender woman with bright red lips and a smile that looked like someone had forced her to wear it for the duration of her dinner shift. One? Lane nodded. Booth, please. She guided him toward a booth on the east side of the room. The firehouse was a barn-like, country-cooking sort of establishment, with pizzas and burgers and a world-class selection of beers. The wooden walls were adorned with various flags of regional college sports teams. An array of televisions all broadcasted the same college bowl game to the alternating cheers and jeers of everyone present. Lane slid into the booth and picked up a laminated menu from between the ketchup and mustard dispenser bottles. He'd nearly settled on a grilled chicken sandwich when the chicken fried steak jumped out at him. Maybe this once he would try it. He and the dish had been toying with each other for a few years now, so this could be the night he finally pulled the trigger. But, before he could decide, a sound at a nearby table disrupted his thoughts. A quick shriek, more like a yelp, really, came from a woman at the long table in the corner. Lane's eyes flicked over to see the backside of a large, seated man. Next to him, a much smaller woman. The man had the woman's elbow clutched in a death grip. She wilted away from him, and he released her. Lane's fists clenched and unclenched. Something in him triggered at the sight of it. The rest of the people at the table seemed to pretend it wasn't happening. A variety of family members, a mix of old and young. Had Lane seen it, or was it not what he'd thought it was? Everyone else seemed to think it had been no big deal. He turned his attention back to the menu for a moment, trying to put it out of his mind. Whatever was going on at that table, it wasn't any of his business. At least, that's what he tried to tell himself. It's easy to look at the behavior of others and think you know what's going on based on a snapshot of their lives, but Lane knew that wasn't always the case. He'd moved on from the idea of the chicken fried steak to the full-on steak, probably with baked potato and broccoli for his side. In cold such as this, a juicy red steak seemed like the best choice. He could feel his insides warming already. Another sound distracted him. This time, the squeal of a chair leg scraping across the floor. Lane looked up again to see the big man with his chair pointed toward hers, him hunched over, growling in her ear. The woman was cowering a line of tears down one cheek. This time, Lane knew for sure what he was witnessing, no denying it. Still, Lane told himself to look away that he should not get involved in others' affairs. Everyone at the table seemed to have no trouble ignoring the scene. Lane told himself the best thing he could do was leave it alone. He didn't have the right to adjudicate the behavior of others. But Lane was having a hard time convincing himself. Then the man lifted a hand and pointed a finger. He jabbed it into her shoulder, and the woman shrunk away from the man's touch. Lane could see the pained expression on her face. 
The man had deliberately set out to hurt her with that jab. Lane couldn't look away any longer. Whether it was his place to do so, he would intervene, damn the consequences. He stood and balled his fist as he crossed the room. Deep and even breaths kept him calm until he'd closed the short distance between them. The man noticed Lane immediately, and the woman's tear-streaked eyes met his a second later. Is there a problem here? Lane asked the woman. Do you need help? The conversation at the table hushed. Up close, Lane could see they were all family, the man's family by the look of them. Some of them still studied the televisions above, their necks craned upward to take in the game, but the rest were glaring at Lane, the stranger hovering over their table. The man pushed the chair back and rose to his full height. Lane Parrish was a big man by any standard measure, but the guy opposite him had six inches and a hundred pounds on him. He had a barrel chest and arms thick enough that he looked like one of those guys who pulled buses on chains and carried cruise ship liner anchors across football fields and strongman competitions. She doesn't need any help, the large man said. His deep voice boomed like thunder. Lane didn't care that this guy had hands bigger than Lane's thighs. He'd knocked out brutes even bigger than this one. Now that he'd committed, Lane intended to see it through. He ignored the question and looked at the woman unblinking. Do you need help, ma'am? I'm not scared of this asshole, and you shouldn't be either. The woman opened her mouth and then hesitated. The man slid a step to his left, putting himself between her and Lane. She peered around his bulky flame frame, eyes wide, but still said nothing. I told you, punk, the man said. She doesn't need you. You better turn your sorry ass around right now before I smash your pretty boy nose in. Now the entire restaurant had fallen silent. Lane grinned. On the wrong side of 40, no one had called him a pretty boy since college. The tattoos blanketing his arms and a few battle scars here and there on his neck and face made him look more like a leathery biker than an ascot-wearing pretty boy. Excuse me, Lane said. I said I'm going to smash your face in. Make me say it again and you'll be sorry. The big guy gritted his teeth and tensed his shoulders. Please, the woman said. Please don't. Lane saw the punch coming before the man had even cocked his elbow. Lane shot out a hand, fingers flattened. He jabbed his middle finger into the brute's Adam's apple. The guy gagged and stepped back, one hand to his throat as he tried to heave a breath. Staggering, he bumped against the table. The people around it collectively gasped, unbelieving at the situation folding around them. I'm gonna kill you, the guy said in between wheezing breaths. His eyes had bugged out, his shoulders jerking up and down. He tried to push off the table and Lane popped him in the nose with a jab, drawing blood. He staggered back, sitting on the table again. Maybe he'd never been punched like this or even had anyone stand up to him. His astonishment seemed to be holding him back. Stop, the woman shouted. What, Lane said, panting. You want to let your boyfriend here verbally abuse you and shove his finger into your shoulder? Maybe you're okay with that, but I'm not. The woman fumed. He's not my boyfriend, asshole. He's my boss and you're going to get me fired. Lane, full of adrenaline, took a few breaths. He gawked at the woman with no idea what to say. Boss? The brute, nose gushing blood, slid off the table and tried to open his mouth. Fists balled and not ready to quit. The woman continued to glare at Lane and he had no idea how to react. The brute opened his mouth to speak. With everything in him, Lane shot out a right hook cracking the guy in the face. He spun 180 degrees, his head smacked on the table, and then he slumped to the floor out cold. Like a lead weight smacking down, the floor shook when he hit. Lane tipped an imaginary cap to the woman. Ma'am, he said, 
then he returned to his table. He picked up the menu and decided he would have that grilled chicken after all. That's it for this episode of the Thriller Fiction Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and visit jimheskett.com for more info and free thriller books.